Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. We are today going to be working with magnets. Yes? We are? Yes. Isn't that what this episode's about? No. <laughs> I, I'm looking in the pipeline, Kelly, right now, and what I see is law of attraction, and that's <laughs> magnets drawing things into each other. No. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, before we start talking about what we're going to talk about, we do have somebody with us today again. Andrea has joined us again to talk about Law of Attraction. I'm back. I asked Andrea this to stay on and have this conversation because I knew she had some good stories. So what is Law of Attraction if it's not magnets, Kelly? <laughs> so Law of Attraction, it, so it depends on who you ask. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you what the general consensus is when people talk about it, and then I'm going to tell you why it doesn't work for most people. So if you've seen The Secret, you've been frustrated by the law of attraction mm -hmm. because The Secret was an awareness raiser, not a how-to. And so basically it just said, hey, this shit works, but it didn't tell you how. If you have happened across the Abraham Hicks work, Esther Hicks is a channel for an entity called Abraham, and she has been channeling Abraham for, oh, it's got to be 30. 40 years now, uh, as long as I can remember. I remember listening to it when I was like 10, 12 years old. So that is the authority on law of attraction. That is where the, the whole construct came from, is from her channelings with Abraham. The law of attraction says, if you put your intention out into the world, then you can create what you focus on. And that's how most people will tell you it works. 
and that is a partial truth. And we're going to okay. talk about why it's only a partial truth uh, <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> what does that mean? So uh, as a partial truth, what it means is that creating the intention and sending it out into the world is only part of the process. The process is actually more complex than that and much more simple than that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the act of creation is important in terms of you have to know what it is that you want, which for most of our listeners is going to be the biggest challenge because we often don't know what we want, but you have to know what it is that you want. You have to state it clearly and succinctly, preferably not too many details. And then you have to intend it, which is focusing your energy behind it. And then you have to release it into the world. And this is where most people fuck it up because they'll go, they'll release it and they'll go, oh, but, and they'll pull it back and they'll tweak it and then they'll send it back out again. Oh, but, and they'll tweak it and they'll send it back out again. Oh, but, and they do this over and over and over again. And eventually the universe just goes, yeah, whatever. Let me know when you're done. And it ignores you because you didn't actually let it go. Mm -hmm. Now let's assume that you actually let it go. And then it becomes the willingness to be aware of the requests that you've made and to pay attention to the world around you so that it can show up. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people miss their manifestation showing up because they're not paying attention. And the other half of it is you have to be willing to receive it. Okay. Because if you're not willing to receive it, you're not going to get it. Okay. So all of these things going together create the law of attraction. Now it's, you know, there's, I, I actually have a two hour class on this that I've, I've done because it's, it's complicated. I could spend days talking about this. Esther Hicks has spent 30 years talking about this, you know, but that's the general concept. Okay. okay? The piece that you have to keep in mind is that more you believe it is coming, the more you reinforce like my, my theme for the longest time in my life was I live a charmed life. Magic things just happen to me mm -hmm. in a good way. The more you believe that that's true, the more you open up to the possibilities, the easier this stuff comes to fruition. People in my sphere are floored at how quickly and how efficiently I can get things to show up. In the spells, intentions, and manifestations episode that mm -hmm. we did, We've talked a little bit about this, so you probably remember that if you if you heard that episode. Yep. But what I want to talk to you about today is the way in which our evolution and who we believe ourselves to be and what we believe about ourselves impacts that and the ability for that energy to come back to us. On the receiving side of things, that's when a lot of us fall down is the, the willingness to receive it. Mm -hmm. And the ability to see ourselves as having it. So I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Uh, a friend of my husband's was looking for a car. A used, he was looking for a used car. And we were sitting at dinner and we're talking about him wanting this car. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, here we go. Right. And he's looking for a used car, just sort of anything. Right. Now, at the same time as we're having this conversation behind me, I can hear two ladies talking about selling their car, <laughs> one of them selling her car. <laughs> and it's a Lincoln and it's it's in pristine condition and it's going to go for super cheap money. And she's had everything done on time 
in time for it all the time, you know, and the car is got really low mileage because she never drives it. And so she's offering it to her friend who is sitting across the table from her behind me. And the friend's going, yeah, I'm not really sure I really need a new car right now. And now I've also overheard what her bottom dollar price is on it, which is lower than her asking price. And, you know, all this stuff is going on and I'm hearing it behind me while we're talking. Now, I knew that this friend would not take advantage of that. It was a fantastic deal, but I knew he wouldn't take take advantage of it because he's a blue collar guy and it's a luxury car. And I knew that the identity shift that he would have to go through to take that car was going to be more than he would be willing to do. And in fact, he didn't take advantage. I did stop and talk to the ladies and and we went out and we looked at the car and, and <laughs> you know, we did the whole thing, but I knew that he wasn't going to be able to do it. Right. And he didn't because it would have changed the way he saw himself. Hmm. This is the sort of thing where your manifestation can break down because when you cannot see yourself on the receiving end of something, if it changes how you perceive yourself to receive it, then you'll find a way to avoid it. So what he ultimately said was he wanted to learn how to drive a stick and he wanted a car that was a standard so that he could do that. And that's why he didn't take the car. Okay. And so that was his reason, but it wasn't the energetics. Right. We will rationalize our emotional decision in some way, but this is how that flies. You see, you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And so this is the piece that I want to talk about today because this is the stuff that, that gets in the way. Mm-hmm. I think I told the story about my store and, and the guy who was the construction guy walking by on the street, right? Yeah. Not many people would have said yes to having some random guy come in and work for them for free. Right. For pizza. You got to be willing to say yes when it shows up, however it shows up, right? right? Andrea, I know you have a couple of uh, law of attraction stories. I want you to just tell a couple of those. I, I love the book one. That one's so specific. Before we go on to the stories, though, I want to just sort of highlight for everybody and make sure that we're hearing what you're saying specifically around the ability to receive. That is as important as the intent you put out. You have got to be able to receive when it comes to you. Otherwise, none of it is worth it. Is that right? fair to say? Exactly. Yeah. And And there's also a worthiness factor and a deservingness factor in here which many of us have that part of our psyches just like completely shut down because of our childhoods. We, we were deemed not worthy and not deserving of any sort of attention or anything of that nature because we were trained not to see ourselves as worthy of anything and not deserving of anything. And so for us, that's one of the biggest things to overcome in order to make the law of attraction work and work consistently for us. So if you're someone who regularly manages to manifest small things, but when it comes to big things, you have a problem, that that is very likely a function of your childhood okay. because you were allowed to have a little bit here and a little bit there, but not anything big. Like one of the things that I've become aware of from my life recently is that I realized that I can go out and have a really lovely dinner and be just fine. I can go stay in a nice hotel and just be very fine. But the moment I designate that dinner or that hotel as taking care of myself, 
I will manifest problem after problem after problem. And it is very interesting. It's been, it's been a pattern I have been tracking down in my life recently going, well, why is it that sometimes I can go and it's fine and other times it just sucks? Like really bad problems, like problems bad enough that I get all my money back problems, you know? <laughs> And I realized, I started correlating it and saying, ah, that's why. And so that's a function of childhood. And so that's the piece of work that I personally am doing right now. I'm going back in and digging that out and looking at the worthiness and the deserving piece and the caretaking of self piece and going, okay, let's let's figure out what's going on here and, and get that fixed because that ain't that's not okay. This is the sort of thing that you want to be paying attention to as you're doing your law of attraction stuff. Keep notes. Notice when it works and notice when it doesn't. Look for patterns in terms of what works and what doesn't. You know, are you great at manifesting specific physical items, but you suck at manifesting money? Are you great at manifesting experiences, but then the experiences suck because, you know, you, you, you don't feel like you can deserve them or something, you know, these, these are the things that you've got to pay attention to is, is looking at that. So that's really what I wanted to highlight in this particular episode. Absolutely. Now, Andrea, you have a couple of examples of manifestation that you had gone through and Kelly, you sort of alluded to this before. What are some cases where you have experienced this law of attraction? <laughs> All right. So I had a day where I was in Barnes and Noble and I saw that one of my favorite authors came out with a brand new book and it was still in hardback and it was really expensive. And I'm like, I can't justify paying for that right now. Like, I really want that book. And I teach at a, at a college and I was walking through the hallway and the college has this table set up where they have a bunch of books that people donate to the school and then people buy them for a discounted price, dollar, two dollars, sometimes three dollars a piece. And they put that money towards scholarships for the students. So I was like, oh, I really want that book. So I started picturing it on that table. I started picturing it in this one spot, just a little left to center, just sitting up on one of their propped up stands because the the more popular newer books they put propped up so people would see them. So I started picturing it right there and I just kept picturing it there and picturing it there kept kind of repeating the picturing. Next thing I know, it maybe like two weeks later, I'd almost forgotten about it, almost forgotten about picturing it. And I'm walking down the hallway and I look at the table and I'm like, no way. Right in the spot where I freaking saw it in my head, it was sitting right there, a little left to center, right on the propped up stand was the book that I wanted. I was like, oh, yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. And that is an example of visualizing clearly and then letting it go. You almost forgot. You let it go. I did. Right? I almost forgot about it. I completely let it go. And then it just showed up. It did. Okay. Let's finish the cycle then. Did you buy the book? Of course. Okay. It was only two bucks. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying it was willingness to receive. Now so ask me was... if I've read it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I have to manifest the time for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so now tell us the story about the car. Oh, Yeah. Why am I the cautionary tale? <laughs> I don't know, Andrea. Damn Why it. are you the cautionary tale? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was trying to be realistic. All right. So I had a car that it was it was getting towards its last leg. Stuff was starting to go wrong with it. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great either. And it was a car that I was behind. I owed more on it than it was worth. So at the time, I couldn't 
I couldn't trade it in for another because I wouldn't be able to afford another one with the backwards amount sitting on there. And <laughs> every once in a while, as I'd be driving this car, something would happen. I'd be like, I just need to get into a car accident that is bad enough that the car is totaled, but no one gets seriously injured. So I'm like picturing the kids walking out of the car fine, no one getting seriously injured, but the car being totaled. And I did this several times in exactly the same way. Something would happen and I would just throw out there, I need to get into a car accident. Bad enough. Not now, guys. Bad enough that the car is totaled, but no one gets seriously injured. And I I think I did this three or four times and just threw it out there. And I don't know how long in between of saying this before it actually happened. There was a day I was in the car alone. I was driving home from work. Someone rear-ended me and they did it pretty freaking hard. I was at a dead stop on a highway and they were going really fast. They just plowed right into the back of the car. And so it was hit hard enough to total it. And I walked away with a concussion and whiplash. So when when Andrea told me the story just before we got onto the podcast, <laughs> I said, why did you ask to be injured? <laughs> I figured it had to be realistic. <laughs> and I, I pointed out that, you know, the, the cars get totaled all the time without any injuries. <laughs> and then I knew several people who had totaled their cars without any injuries. That may have actually been a deserving piece. Like, oh, I have to pay for it somehow. <laughs> so yeah, I did it with this, a physical injury. <laughs> right. And this is exactly what I'm talking about, right? Yep. That and we talked about, um, I don't actually think you were on that episode, but we talked about how um, one of the one of the side effects of having been raised in a challenged environment is that uh, your sense of self-preservation is, is not so great. Yeah, I'm still working on that one. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, somebody who was not raised in the environment that you were raised in would probably have said without any injuries right? <laughs> and and you know for for those of us who come up from places where you know well getting hurt is sort of par for the course yep uh, or there has like, to yeah, be an yeah, but not too bad right or there has yeah. to be an exchange for something right. and I believe that's probably where my brain was at well it has to be an exchange yeah except that not really so much yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but I got a new car there you go. <laughs> so again, thank you guys. Yep. So uh, just before my walkabout, I was getting ready to go out on walkabout. I didn't know it was walkabout at the time. I just knew that I was going to Starwood and I was not coming back anytime soon. And um, I was uh, actually working an event for a medium and I was just being his registration person in, in Providence, Rhode Island. And my car was in the uh, parking garage. Now, I had a laptop that was worth maybe 50 bucks in the back of the car. It had been given to me by a friend of mine's boyfriend because, you know, it wasn't worth anything anymore. He was a tech guy and buys everything top of the line. And, you know, this thing was like, Eight, like six years old and I had gotten a hit to back it up. And so I had just backed it up and it was sitting in the car and someone broke into the car and stole the laptop. I called my insurance company to see if there was anything they could do for me. I was hoping I might get a little bit of money for it. Turns out they had a replacement plan coverage. And if I could get a copy of the original bill of sale for the 
purchase a laptop that they would reimburse me based on that. Well, the guy ran a tech company, so he had a copy of the bill when he bought it and he gave it to me. And they, I sent it into them and they gave me $1,900 for my $50 laptop <laughs> because it was replacement value. And I really wanted to find the guy who had broken <laughs> into my car and given 50 bucks as a thank you. Because that money was enough to pay off my car loan and to provide me with a nest egg to go on walkabout because I had zero money in the bank. And so I, I think it was 19, might've been 17, but it was somewhere in that vicinity, but a lot of money for me at the time. And I had no idea that I had replacement value on my, my car insurance. I didn't even know that they would do that. That's so cool. that is very cool. And that wasn't even something you were manifesting in that case. You weren't actively even looking for it. Well, so here's the thing is that sometimes we manifest things without meaning to manifest them. So I had been on a path at the time that was very clearly set. If I look back, it was very clear that I was taking certain steps. I had given up my apartment and I was living with other people, a different person every night sort of thing. And I had tried to find another apartment and couldn't. I had admitted that I really didn't want to keep all the crap that I had put in storage that was costing me a hundred bucks a month and had given it all away. And just before, just after I had scheduled it, but before I had done it, I found in a book at one of my students' houses that I was staying at was lame deer seeker of visions said the apprentice shaman just before his final vision quest gives away everything he owns. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> right? And so, you know, I was already on this path that said, this is what I'm doing. And I wasn't directing the path. Spirit was directing the path. I was just doing what I was told. In the course of doing what I was told, this was brought to me. Because I wasn't manifesting it. My guides were manifesting it. Mm -hmm. Because they were creating the experience for me. I just had a funny realization. What's that? You, know, you just said that sometimes we manifest things without meaning to manifest them. In the previous mm -hmm. episode, I talked about how I uh, accidentally got myself implanted with an alien device. And um, I just realized I manifested that without meaning to because I had not too long before that told my guides I need a way to get to working on the wounds caused by my stepmother. I need a trigger of some sort. And <laughs> I needed, I told them I needed a trigger of some sort. And well, that event <laughs> very much triggered me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a girlfriend right now who is being menaced out of her apartment. There is a literally a mental patient uh, who has been institutionalized multiple times, who has declared that he will kill her and her partner if they come back to the apartment because they have bothered him. So she is, you know, homeless and trying to deal with that. And I haven't said this out loud to her because she's not in a place to hear it yet, but she's been manifesting this for years. She's for years been telling me that the apartment is too small, that she wants her partner to move. He refuses to move. She's miserable and unhappy and doesn't want to be living in this space. And she's been manifesting this for years. <laughs> and, you know, but she's 
she is blissfully unaware of it in this moment. And I'm fairly certain she's not listening to the podcast. So I think we're okay. But <laughs> you know, she's got a lot on her plate right now. She I don't think now. listening to the podcast is part of it. But she manifested this. I see it happen all the time with people who are unhappy with their jobs who manifest getting laid off. So it's definitely a be careful what you ask for, for you will surely get it moment. <laughs> um, especially for those of us who are much more energetically inclined. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything you would recommend to people? I, I mean, is there more to do than just start focusing your intent and allowing yourself to receive? Or is there classes and things that they could take? You talked about The Secret. Is there a book they can read? Well, so Abraham Hicks is uh, pretty widely available on YouTube if you want to listen in on that. Mm-hmm. They talk about the structure of how manifestation works and they get into a lot of detail but ultimately what it comes down to is you gotta you gotta work on you. And this is what we've been talking about for the last right. couple of episodes is that the more you work on you, the more your magic works in the world. Right. right? If you can't see yourself receiving it, if you can't see yourself becoming the person who would have it, if you think all rich people are assholes, you know, and then you say, I wanna be rich, but you don't wanna be an asshole. Well, now what are you going to do, right? right? So these are the sorts of things that you have to really reconcile internally before your manifestations are really going to work. Right. Absolutely. Okay, cool. There's content out there for people to consume in all sorts of places. There's a great series. I think I've mentioned this on the episode before, which goes into exactly what you're talking about. The um, You're a Badass series by Jen Sincero who does a great job of talking about that manifesting explicitly in the case you're talking about. She has a, a book called You're a Badass at Making Money, which is, you know, people go out there and say, I want to make money. I want to be rich. Rich people are assholes. I don't want to be an asshole. You don't get your money. And, right. and it's that whole sort of changing your mindset on what it is you're looking for and being able to change your focus, which is what you've been teaching us about today. So yeah. it's tons of content out there. If you've got any questions, folks, if you've got anything you want to ask Kelly with regards to what we've talked about today here with manifestation, you can send her an email. It's Kelly, K-E-L-L-E at KellySparta.com. And if you're also interested in doing a listener profile, if you've got an idea for an episode, any of that stuff, you can let Kelly know in that way. You can also sign up for Kelly's mailing list by going to her website, kellysparta.com, and it's in the bottom banner, right, Kelly? Yeah, it's at the bottom of pretty much every page. And you can sign up for Kelly's mailing list, get news, information, uh, discounts on her services, all of that will be available in the mailing list. And lastly, subscribe and rate. If you like what's going on here with Spirit Sherpa, help us promote it. Promote it to your friends, promote it in social media groups, promote it by rating on the show. All of those things help out the visibility of the show to get more people out there. And very lastly, thank you, Andrea, for joining us again. You are welcome. It was awesome. Do you have anything you want to wrap up and say, Kelly, before we sign out here? Be careful what you wish for, for you will surely get it. (laughs) Truth. (laughs) Truth indeed. All right, folks, that is all that we have for this week. Be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your beginner's guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta and Andrea, and you have been listening to Spirit Trip. So long, everyone. Bye. Bye. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now. I leave behind a little fear. 
Spirit Sherpa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at KellySparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to KellySparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.